Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. I love this episode and you will too. Um, Justin Rule is who we got a chance to chat with. Justin is the founder of launchkits.com, which started out as Sparrow. Um, they build websites. He's He and his team have built over 700 plus websites. And um, he's doing really well in his business now. Um, he's an Airbnb host as well and um, you know a community leader in his uh, town in Pennsylvania. Um, but it hasn't always been... Um, abundance really for Justin. He, he gets pretty vulnerable on this one. We talk about uh, how he was born deaf and had a cerebral uh, palsy and, and somehow was healed. He also addresses an addiction that he had for 20 years um, toward the end of the episode here. And he talks a lot about the ups and downs of becoming an entrepreneur, um, not making much money, going back to having a W-2 job and then relaunching as an entrepreneur and kind of being able to pivot. And ultimately one of the biggest takeaways I think in this one is um, not focusing on yourself so much instead of focusing on pleasures for yourself or uh, whatever you want to do, um, whatever you think is the best thing for yourself, but, but really focusing more on adding value to others, adding value to your family, adding value to your community and to your clients in business. Um, tons of, uh, of, of, awesome nuggets in this one. Justin's is just a real genuine, genuine guy you can tell. And I thoroughly enjoyed our chat. I know you will as well. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm joined today by my friend, Justin Rule. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jamie. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Justin is the founder of launchkits.com. Um, Justin, speak to the listener out there as to kind of who you are today and what your business is up to. Awesome, man. Well, you did the first part. My name is Justin. <laughs> so I own LaunchKits. We're the highest rated web design company in the country. We have over 700 clients uh, worldwide on six, six countries. So uh, we love helping awesome. entrepreneurs get live online. 
That's awesome. That's so cool. So before we jump into your backstory, what's kind of, how do you guys work just a little bit? What's your typical client look like? What, what do you offer them? Uh, we're typically working with either, uh, I have a good idea entrepreneurs, or I've mm-hmm. been doing this thing and, and never had a website. And our kind of uh, shtick is we can have you live in five days with a website, Google business profile, kind of take care of all that uh, nerdy, heady stuff so that you can look great online. And uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I um, launch kits. Uh, I'm a client, uh, and uh, you guys have done a fantastic job with with our website. Um, Thanks, man. So, Justin, it's not all about websites and and abundance. We're going to get there, but um, we got to jump into your backstory. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some of the adversity you've been through. And I know it's, it's a muddy swamp. You sure you want to go? Ahead and... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have you back on for multiple episodes, depending <laughs> on <laughs> what we get into. But um, let's uh, let's jump in. I mean, what's uh, what comes to mind when we when I ask you about personal adversity that you've been through? Um, well, the stuff that I can deal with is probably uh, more of what you know. I, I remember when we had. Uh, I have five kids now. So uh, before number five came. <laughs> Enough said. We could Enough probably said, just... <laughs> right? <laughs> how do you run a business with five? <laughs> Kudos to, to my wife. That's how you do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I, I can remember. Uh, I mean, p- people are always interested to like learn. I was born three and a half months early. I weighed two and a half pounds. I was born deaf with cerebral palsy. Um, there's crazy stories back there. But, you know, that adversity God took care of in some cool miracles. and. Um, yeah, that's yeah. wild. That's check out my baby pictures. They're not very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have cute baby pictures. <laughs> yeah. I imagine well, you don't remember much from that, that time right. period. But <laughs> I take zero credit of, yeah. of any of that. We'll say it was your, your strong mindset at that time is what he, got you through. <laughs> that's funny. The, the doctor told my mom, the very thing that's going to help him survive is the very thing that'll make you wish he didn't, wasn't oh, alive wow. some days. He, he, he a little, a little bit, a little bit hard headed. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like key key entrepreneurial trait. <laughs> a little bit hard headed. For sure. That's true. Um, um okay, so so that but, I mean that's a lot. That's a lot right there. Yep. Go ahead. Well, when you said when you said adversity, I, I can remember there was uh I'd stepped away from uh, a job I was at. My wife and I are on the same page to step into this new thing, take this entrepreneurial leap. And um I remember at the end of that year my accountant dude lays my kind of statements down. I had four kids and he just straight up looked me now. He's like, Justin, are you guys okay? Cause, cause we had made $24,000 <laughs> that year with four wow. kids. And I said, my answer was, I'm all right, man. I only had to ask a friend to help pay the mortgage once. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. okay. So, so you had, you had already made the leap from W2 to entrepreneur is that what you're saying? And and the first year was was fairly rocky from a financial standpoint. I wish I wish I could blame it on the first year. I think uh, so. Be, by the time I was like 35, I had 22 jobs between high school. And I 35. see. I was probably that was probably I don't know, maybe job 18 or 19 at that point. Um, so you're not you're not the best employee. Is no man. I, I mean. <laughs> In fairness to myself, some of those were like simultaneous positions, right? Like, sure, I had uh, started a nonprofit that was doing like break dancing in schools and oh, cool, uh, cool <laughs> after school programs. At the same time, you know, building websites on the side or uh, yeah, working yes. for a teacher in a school. You know, so sounds like you're not afraid of hard work, but maybe you kind of like to run the run the show a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like uh, having the freedom to inject my ideas and that's a better way to put a, it a scenario. Yeah. Um, so walk us back before you get into the kind of the, the, I think the financial struggles that you faced, what was going through your mind really, you know, and I know you said you, you and your wife were on the same page, but walk us through that maybe the year or two before you really decided to make that leap. What, what did that look like from a family standpoint? And what did that look like from a mindset standpoint? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, even just the decision to like, all right, we're going to have one kid, we're gonna have two kids, we're gonna have three kids, like, as a, you know, you know, I'll just say traditionally, you know, I I wanted my wife to be able to 
mm-hmm. uh, fulfill her passion, which was to stay at home and raise these kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking, all right, well, how do I get a job that ensures that stability for her? Sure. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And like, um, you know, <laughs> what that looks like sometimes, it, like in my journey was, you know, I studied oceanography in college, right? So okay. uh, no website background there, you know, <laughs> uh, worked on the beach, you know, taught some science in high school. But um, I was like, man, how do I make this stuff work? And sometimes what that looked like is I was doing the, you know, managing the New York Times, USA Today depot at 4 a.m. in the morning. And at 4 p.m., I was going out with a vending machine company filling up vending machines, like just trying to make it work, you know. Sure. Um, you know, that that career was, you know, a year or so. And I trying to sell like medical supply products to chiropractors. You know, it it was all this like, how do I do what I need to do so that those people I love can do what they want to do as well? Um, but certainly there was some of like, uh, man, this would be super fun to do this. Uh, not really worried about the financial ramifications, but this would mm-hmm. be fun. So let me try this career. Let me try this job. Um, sure. Selfish. It, honestly, some of that is selfish, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, well, I say, yeah, like I'm judging you, but it, it's, you have this, uh, I think that's a uh, really interesting question for, for everyone is how to, you know, what career path should I take? What, um, what business, what type of business should I start? Some people have on the one end of the spectrum say, just follow your passion, just mm. do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's fine. Except that if you haven't considered whether or not you're actually adding value and bringing yeah. something to the market place that people will pay for it it might not end well for you financially and you know you may end up hating what was a, a hobby that you yeah. loved um and then on the other extreme it's like oh no just chase whatever's you know paying as much as possible and don't consider your own happiness obviously i think for most people somewhere in between you know is the best approach but um okay so it sounds like you tried a lot of different things and you know <laughs> Um, and then, so, but, but right up to that point where you made the leap, okay, I'm an entrepreneur now. What did that look like? Yeah. Well, so I had, um, part of that journey, you know, again, got to bring my spouse into it is that like, every time I say, Hey, I'm going to jump and do this and it doesn't work or it puts us further in debt. Right. Like that degrades trust. And so sure. that some lifestyle things I was doing, like I was, I was sucking, man. I was sucking as a, as a husband, as a leader, as a, as a provider of more than just dollars, right? Like at the end of the day, it's not just about bringing home money in a bank sure. account, right? It's like being, being present and helpful and contributing to those in the community, those, your very close community, your family, right? So sure. we had thankfully by God's grace gone through a lot of, sifting through crap and building, rebuilding uh, trust in in the relationship between my wife and I. So that when we were at that point where, so I had been in my seventh year of uh, teaching at the school. So I was a teacher and then I was a principal of this high school. And I'm loving it, man. We're dealing with adjudicated boys. That's like, dude, these are, these are people kicked out of the high schools. They're all sent to my school. And I'm like, yes, like, I, I love working with these people. <laughs> um, these are cool cats. Like they, they actually know that you have to have purpose beyond just being on the next social media, like the video, like you got to actually c- contribute. Um, mm-hmm. they, 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 they kind of felt the sting of bad decisions. Yeah. So they knew, all right, man, I got to, most of them thought, Hey, I got to change. So I was loving yeah. every day of this. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, there was this, you know, I had ran a nonprofit prior for 10 years. I love working with like, you know, urban youth, um, had these cool ideas about how we could just maybe do education and empowering people differently. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, but I'm running a school and I'm loving it. And so why would I jump off that boat if that's the first like steady boat I had been in? Mm-hmm. But my wife and I, we're on the same page, oddly, that like, man, it just feels like it's time. And it feels like there's something more uh, for you on the other side of this. So mm. that was the like, hey, if we're actually finally in agreement on this, you know, put all those other like 15 
you know, ping pong jobs in the background. If we're on the same page, that it makes sense to jump off and, and mm-hmm. start this academy, this new thing that was brewing in my head. Maybe that's uh, a sign. <laughs> yeah. Being on the same page was a big sign. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, better, um, better go now before one of us changes our mind. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, and so um, at this point you were, okay, the financial struggles are one thing or a financial challenge, I guess, to is one thing, but you said you weren't maybe the best uh, father and husband or you know, could you dive it, touch on that for a minute? Sure, man. I mean, um, addiction had robbed a lot of um, mm. my life and I didn't really know there was freedom. Um, and so just discovering that in my journey that I don't have to live as a, um, you mm-hmm. know, a reaction to feelings or a reaction mm. to impulse and mm-hmm. that there's a greater truth. And, um, you know, I found that from my personal journey, I found that freedom, uh, through Jesus Christ, bringing freedom into my life. And, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, ability to say, you know, just work, just working through that, you know, when, when mm-hmm. those things are either, I would say either present or passively present, right. They're, they're influencing decisions you're making. Um, ultimately that's like life being all about me. So mm-hmm. life being all about me looks like, Hey, if I want to do this job, I'll do it. If I want to buy that thing, I'll buy it. If I'm mm-hmm. going in debt, that's, that's on me. But it's yeah. one day you wake up and realize, no, it's not like <laughs> you're in debt. No. You're not happy. Uh, you're not present. You, yeah. you don't have, so that was a big yeah. part of, um, and you know, at least in, again, my story, you know, not maybe everyone that was around me, was aware of what my wife and I were chugging through. Mm, gotcha. You know. Yeah. No, it's, and, and many of the, uh, the guests we've had on the, their stories, it, they're all very different, but in a lot of cases, the, the kind of transformation or real turnaround came from taking the focus off of themselves and their yeah. own, you know, that's not to say you should never, experience pleasure or you know live an abundant life for you personally right but i found in listening to to people's stories is that that's when they started to really uh be able to pursue a, a life of impact and growth and purpose is when they stopped you know really just focusing on themselves and it, yeah. you, you plug yourself into something bigger than just justin no yeah. offense <laughs> absolutely no uh, so right so, on Okay, so it so, sounds so, like you, yep. So it's crazy. So we stepped, so I, I tell my like CEO at the school, I'm like, hey man, you know, I want this to tr- tr- transition well, but look, I'm, I'm going to be stepping out to to do this thing. And, you know, God is blessing. We get, stepped out to like fundraise and start marketing, promoting this this thing. And um, what's, that's the year, like that was the year I was referring to at the beginning. Like the end of that mm-hmm. year, man, I didn't meet my fundraising goals. I didn't successfully, I had a cool looking website. I knew how to build a website, <laughs> but like just, yeah. it just wasn't working. Um, so what were you trying to build? Just, just to be clear again, what, what was the, uh, the vision? So we, we were calling it Coolidge Academy. Um, Calvin Coolidge as a president had mm-hmm. wrote this fantastic book. I came across, I don't even like to read. I didn't like history at the time, but <laughs> it was one of those like, you know, right time, right place. And, I read this thing where he wrote about the true needs of education. He said the true needs of education uh, are not to just empower the intellect, but to empower the soul. Hmm. And to just say that you've educated without impacting the soul hmm. uh, is to not have educated at all. And I was like, wait, hmm. Calvin Coolidge, our president said this? Wow, and, that's really good. Yeah. That's actually, so that, uh, let me just, sorry, just, the, no. I was on a podcast for a couple of years uh, about mortgage note investing and it was great. Chris Seventy uh, and I co-hosted a podcast. Okay, it was awesome. I loved it. It was great. But at the end of the day, I found that it was largely intellectual or mm-hmm. largely kind of focused on the mechanics of mortgage note investing, which is you need to know if you're going to be successful in that space. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly I hadn't really thought of it like this until right now. But mm-hmm. that's exactly kind of the what you just said is you know, I wanted to start a show that touched more on the human side and really more to the the soul right? Still bringing some practical element to the show and to the listener and some practical solutions for their problems. But 
also that kind of deep down why yeah. and that inspiration. So anyway, so that, that was your, okay. So you, you're, you're launching an Academy yeah. um, from based on Calvin Coolidge's, the inspiration you got from, from that. And then, and then yeah. what happened? Well, so, so the idea was that we'd raise up apprentices, you know, in different trade, like digital marketing, di- things where we call them second chance learners, right? Like to design a website, for example, if you say, hey, I can build you this great website, no one says, cool, what's your background? Have you ever been in prison? And did you ever use drugs? Mm-hmm. No one says that. You walk into someone's house to like paint their house or provide a, say, more in-person service, people might yeah. ask you that. They might care about that. So I was like, man, there's a lot of great people out there that maybe have made choices in their past that are sort of hostaging or holding, holding them hostage mm-hmm. to their future. Mm-hmm. So that was the concept. And so, um, yeah, at the end of that year, like I said, man, $24,000, four kids. Um, I literally did ask my friend for the mortgage uh, mm. once. I said, dude, I'm, I'm working. I'm trying. I'm, I won't say grinding. I don't like that word. I don't like the word grinding mm. as an entrepreneur. You, you you grind up people that near you that love you when mm. you grind. That's my two mm. cents on that. Yeah, that's a good um, point. <laughs> but but so at the end of that, what was crazy is I had built a website for an entrepreneur locally who had an idea, and I feel like one of my gifts is I'm able to hear and understand the idea and help mm-hmm. it turn into fruition for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had built this website for him that kind of brought legs to his idea and his vision he started this business and a headhunt well a a ceo of a local um, digital marketing company in langster said reached out to me said hey you built that website you know come work for me Mm -hmm. um and i was like well okay i made twenty four thousand dollars last year (laughs) right Uh, this isn't working over here let me (laughs) let me entertain this this new opportunity got it And, and to to pause right there and say i feel like to be a successful entrepreneur, yes, you've got to have vision. You've got to have a desire for sort of impact and mm-hmm. uh, and be a little stubborn to bust down some walls yeah. sometimes. But you have to be willing and humble to right. listen. And so someone offering me a job when I left the job to do the <laughs> entrepreneurial thing is like, yeah. it would seemingly be opposite. Sure. But if, we're, if we kind of shut up our own self yeah, maybe your ego at that point. Yeah, right. right. Um, say, oh, you know what? I can learn some things from you guys. You've been doing this for a long time. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, no, that's a. I mean, and that's it's everyone's journey is different, but it's that's a critical piece for for everyone's if if they're an entrepreneur or even not. But just just knowing when no, this is I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to bust through this. I'm I'm locked in. Yeah. Because that there's a time to do that as well. Absolutely. Versus no. I got to take in the information that's around me that are signs that I need to pivot. Um, There's no one size fits all answer to that, but um, (laughs) okay. So you pursued, so you took, took a job, right. With a a website uh, company, building company. And uh, and then what happened from there? Well, he, he hired me as a project manager and anyone that knows me knows uh, Justin doesn't manage anything that lasts more than a few weeks. Well, so it was pretty quickly clear there that like, all right, I'm not a project manager, but I, I can, I got a, a good design sense on me on, on what looks good. And so I, st- I started kind of leading his creative design team there. And in that process, um, I learned a lot. I learned about the mechanics of like, you know, agency and serving customers and sales. And I can, mm-hmm. I can remember, I learned about also what I would want to do if I sort of ran a company. Mm-hmm. Um sadly or better or worse based on what maybe someone else was or wasn't doing um i got a little bit of add jamie for your audience so like so, <laughs> just saying that made me think of when i was in college i became an ra the only okay. inspiration to become an ra for me was yeah. the jerk ra that i had on my floor as a freshman he yeah. was so bad i'm like i can do this right. better well i i think a lot of entrepreneurs have a similar story you know uh, we created a loan servicing company because we were so fed up with the servicing companies we'd used now i've it's it's not easy and it's a work in progress <laughs> um and so it will humble you pretty quickly yeah, but it will. but no it's i can i can appreciate that you're like yeah. okay i can do i can do this this part of this business better yeah. right and it was more for me um <clears throat> like for example i, I remember selling a 180,000 dollar website 
um, wow. to a client. And I, I came back and my boss gave me a gift card to Starbucks as the appreciation. <laughs> and, Man. you know, that's humbling. <laughs> that's our, sure. you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I said, thank you. But um, I was thinking, <laughs> man, this, wow. it, 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 there was an opportunity for such maybe generosity or expression of, sure. you know, of maybe a different thing there. So yeah, what happened over time in that experience for about, uh, I can't remember, maybe 18 months I was there, uh, was I was realizing what I wanted to do that I love the you know, the cell, I love the entrepreneur. I love the blood, sweat and tears, mom and pop shop. I love nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I love these people that are building something because they want to, uh, have a meaningful impact again in, in family and community. When, when you sort of get a little bit too big in my humble opinion, yeah, your vision becomes more like maybe how do I want to impact maybe culture or society or, mm -hmm. or make statements that echo across, you know, zip codes or whatever it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just a, not me, um, yeah. from a, that's not certainly where I start thinking. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I was like, dude, we got to be able to do this <clears throat> cheaper, better, faster, different than these hard earned, like even a plumber's site, like a typical agency. Right? I, I mean, not to get into the, yeah. the why at all, but I just wanted to bring something that was more like impactful. Right. And opinion. I do, I do agree that once at least for me, if I, if I think too globally and maybe it's my own limiting beliefs or something, but I don't have as much control or, or more, more impact is a better, like you said, mm -hmm. um, I just can't influence things, you know, it's like as much on the global scale as I can starting with the kind of outside of me, but, but more, but closer to me than some international, you know, world peace or something, which right. I'm all for, but <laughs> right. uh so I, i'm with you that it's, let's start with the community the your family and community around you and kind of a more of a grassroots um yeah. uh, approach so that makes sense so okay so okay so so you went what what happens at this point so at this point just because i wanted to be somewhat of an integrity to my boss i started you know he was kind of elevating me in that company to sort of with align with kind of his goals and one of the other uh, guys there that I met was a CFO. He was a CFO. We realized our, our passions were aligned that way to like help a different type of client. So we went to our boss and we said, hey, man, we just got to be honest with you. Like we've been talking a lot, dreaming a lot about what it looks like to help kind of the, the little guy, the, uh, the underdog. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think we're going to be here in like a year. I think mm -hmm. something's going to grow out of this. I think we're going to step out of the boat. And mm -hmm. short version of that is two days later, we were told we don't have a job on Monday. <laughs> wow. Wow. So try, uh, trying to be as honest and open as possible, I guess, backfired a little bit. But um, Yeah. I, our Again, back to our wives are on the same page of like, hey, mm -hmm. we're going to go. We're going to talk to them. Who knows what's going to happen? So that's just a big thing of, of having someone in your corner that is like, you know, you're just all out there on an island. It's sometimes hard to survive. Sure. So, so you lose your job. Yeah. Right? So we, yeah. Okay. And I don't want to, yeah, it, that was a very, um, faith filled weekend. Mm. <laughs> <was saying>. Um, <laughs> yeah. because we had a two year non-compete, um, mm. we, we knew what we wanted to do, but exactly how we do it. And so, I mean, I, I could tell you, you know what, maybe I will tell you a little insight into that that sure. boardroom discussion. So I'm there being told, not that I'm being fired, because that would require like some HR stuff to come mm. in. I'm told that my job, I don't need, don't have that position on Monday. So I understood mm. that there was a nuance going on there. And mm. I needed to just sign this paper. That's all I needed to do. Mm. And um, I'm, I ju it just didn't, I'm thinking like, you know, if, if your listeners are fine, I'm like, God, what on earth? Like, how on mm -hmm. earth am I going to do anything starting next week if I I got a non two year non compete? Like I just have to sign this paper. This doesn't feel right. Like so, your two options just to what were your two options? Like my two you... options were to just not show up on on Monday. The paper that I was signing, I, I, mm -hmm. I, well, I could sign a paper that said uh, at the risk of 
Yeah, yeah. Non-disclosure stuff, right? Yeah, it, well, it just said, essentially, look, we'll pay out your vacation pay. Um, gotcha. We're all good with... It was kind of validating that, hey, you did come to me and say that you didn't want to work here anymore. Mm -hmm. A little mm -hmm. bit of construed reality. But here was <laughs> the thing that I feel like to encourage entrepreneurs listening. Yeah. When you're faced in a situation and you don't know what to do, what's right to do, um, mm -hmm. you're thinking of, you know, maybe your goals or whatever. I, my two cents from that experience and many cents is, mm -hmm. so just, just keep waiting. Like, hmm. it's okay to wait. Entrepreneurs hmm. don't always have to be moving, shaking, going forward. Mm -hmm. I seriously, Jamie, I waited in there probably at least a half hour. So hmm. much that the CEO had another employee come in and say, Justin, you got to make a decision. You either walk out or you sign. But he had to go to another meeting. Mm. So, okay. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like praying. I'm like, dude, God, I don't know what to do here. And and I thought hit me. And, and I feel like that's what happens when we wait and we allow mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, when we make decisions out of a place of maybe peace or confidence yeah. as, a, as opposed to reaction. Yeah. Create that, that moment, space. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the thought came to me, hey, ask the the boss, if I can write down the people I had known that I had introduced my business to, mm. you know, that, that had said no, because if we're, if I found a non-compete, at least I could go to those people that I know had said no. So I got to write uh -huh. down all the, the, the names of like 15 leads that I had brought into the business that had said no. Mm. And that then became the first doors I knocked on mm. on Monday. Well, it's a, I think the one takeaway too, is it's not just, I, I said, what were your two choices, but choice number three, <laughs> right? You created a third choice, third option. So it's not always, yeah. I mean, I know I get locked into this, you know, these binary ways of thinking sometimes and, um, yeah. but okay. So you created a third option. And so yeah. what so happens, what happens when they say red or blue pill and you say, <laughs> right. eat, eat them both. Right. <laughs> I'm a Ravens fan, so I'll go purple. But um, go. so so then, okay, so so Monday, what what does Monday look like then? So Monday in that situation, as it would have been, Adam was out for two weeks. The, the guy that I launched out with, mm -hmm. he was also told two hours later he didn't have a job on Monday. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, in full transparency, the name of Launch Kits initially was Sparrow, and mm -hmm. it's that's because the day that day. Adam had, uh, in his like just personal Bible reading time he liked to do before um, coming to work, he had read, hey, don't worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear. God even provides for the sparrows. Think mm -hmm. of them. They don't have to worry. So don't worry about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It'll worry about itself. And so he's like, hey, Justin, we should name our company Sparrow. I'm like, let's go, man. Done. <laughs> Done. So, yeah. but he's out on vacation for two weeks. All right, I'm going to try and figure out how to <laughs> knock on some doors here yeah. and get a website up. and. Easy for him to say when he's on vacation. <laughs> hey, I told him, hey, go on vacation, man. We don't want to start this thing with a frantic lack, uh, to be honest, like a poverty mindset, right? We have yeah, to yeah. work to make this work. Right. Uh, actually, on that do not worry uh, passage in the Bible, I used to I used to uh, read that as um, encouraging right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't, I, I think, I, I think it should be encouraging, but I used to read it as like, a, no, don't worry. But I actually think it probably was meant more intentional, like do not worry, you know, mm -hmm. like intentionally do not worry. Sure. Um, and kind of take control of that, that worry and or really let it go. But um, anyway, that's my little uh, no, that's sermon. Good. <laughs> that's good. Um, so, okay. Two weeks. So, as we walk through uh kind of the first maybe year of the of of sparrow slash yeah. launch launch kits what did, yeah. what did that look like well so the the first i mean the first two years looked like you know under that non-compete was kind of surviving like mm. doing things that we wanted to honor uh mm -hmm. you know the boundaries and so we would just do you know if someone said hey can you do this we would say yes and and again, that's a little bit of a trap of an entrepreneur, right? You start a business to do X. Mm -hmm. People say, hey, can you do Y? And you're like, uh, sure, because uh, I need yeah. money. <laughs> right. Um, Absolutely. So that was a little bit of the first two years of like surviving a little bit, um, learning how to work with a partner. Everyone said, don't launch with a partner. But we loved it, man. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm a huge proponent of partnership. Mm -hmm. um, 
as long as two things are in place. One is you've got same goals. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, you've got, you know, complementary skill sets so that you're both sure. not trying to do all all things. Absolutely. So that, that was a great two years. Um, we didn't really have our identity because we were, like I said, we were kind of doing what we could. So after that, when we were able to finally like dream of like, okay, how do we, it, honestly, we started doing websites like everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. Like from a price point standpoint, from a deliverable standpoint, from the whole pitch process. I mean, it was, it was fun in the sense of it was our own baby. So I think mm -hmm. I, we had, you know, one or two interns or employees or some things by that time. And um, mm -hmm. it, it was fun to be able to like say, all right, client X wants a website. How do we want to do this? Like this is mm. now we can actually write our own sort of. Yeah. You have that freedom, right? Yeah. Um, and again, in that you just learn a lot. You're forced to, you know, I think most entrepreneurs and I'm a, I'm a fan of this. Most entrepreneurs will have an experience at some point like this, where someone says, can you do X? Mm -hmm. And you say, sure. I can do X. What really, what you mean is by the time I have to deliver on X, I'll have figured out how to do it. Right. <laughs> sure. I have friends in construction and in landscaping. They they say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a fine line between, you know, fake it till you make it versus, you know, I, I guess completely lying about what you've done before versus, oh, Hey, pushing the boundaries uh, and, and it, going beyond your comfort zone and pushing yourself and, and knowing that you can figure it out. Uh, yeah, I think those are two different things, but uh, sometimes uh, easily, easily, uh, you know, mixed up. Yeah, I, I equate to like if if I decide I'm going to run a marathon, I start telling people, "Look, I'm I'm running in the Boston Marathon on whatever date. I've never run a marathon, mm -hmm. but I tell mm -hmm. people I'm going to do it because I know mm -hmm. that I'm going to get in a position to be able to do it." Sure. And so in this this particular situation in the real estate market, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know five or I'm trying to think how many years back that would have been. Mm -hmm now probably 10 years back now but they they switched the way that they feed real estate data into websites and that broke everybody's website so an mm -hmm. agency came to us and said all our websites are broken none of our feeds are working can you fix it mm -hmm. we said sure they actually they 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 pulled the biggest four firms in my area we were one of them that through a relationship came to the table and so this is just like me and adam just like i mean we come <laughs> in i was probably wearing this like <laughs> Right. Jill, and we're like, hey, here's some sites we've done. Here's the work we do. Here's the price point it would be. We can solve your problem in two months. Um, yeah, we, we got you covered. We walked out with the deal. We even got the call on the drive home that we got the deal. And we had sort of nice. hit high. We were like, but I think that the thing that echoes when you're an entrepreneur, you just mm -hmm. have to be genuine. Like, mm -hmm. don't try and like, if you're not a suit and tie guy, don't put on a suit and tie and walk into a sure. boardroom. Yeah. Um, but we knew at least we could work with a team and deliver on what we had said. So that was a kind of a fun, those types of things define the first three or four years of, of Sparrow as it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Launchkin's concept didn't really come until a little later, but yeah. Yeah. I think okay, there's a so... lot to be said about working on your business with, with people learning that like sales side of entrepreneurship, not sure. just the deliver deliverable. Yeah, that's a whole different beast. And, and, uh, you know, like I never thought of myself as a marketing guy or sales guy, but it's, if you're, if you're, if you own a small business, you're in marketing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Um, and so that, that side of things has really started to interest me a lot more because you get into like psychology and, and really that's where you're trying to listen and trying to add value. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not just slimy sales stuff. It's it's actually trying to meet a need and solve a problem for people. Yes, um, so, okay. So what did the business itself look, or I guess, how did it grow up until today? And, you know, how, how many years has, uh, from, from when you launched Sparrow to, uh, to now, how long has that been? Yep. So we're just over eight years old. Okay. Um, now. Nice. So yeah, a few years back, we, we went through a transition where, um, some of my like Adam, I, I, like Adam, we're, we're still good friends. His office is right over on the other side of this building. Like mm -hmm. he's a nerd though, and that mm -hmm. was the fun. Like I was a creative, he was a nerd. Like yin mm -hmm. and yang, and people love that. And I think when you're building websites, you you need both. It can't just be pretty. It's got to be functional. It can't just be <laughs> functional. Like I don't yeah, 
Sure. It's got to look good or at least look authentic. So, so we had done that for a while, but he wanted to kind of keep doing the nerd thing. And Mm -hmm. um, right about that time, this would have been a a few, three, three years ago. um, You know, this is, this is another thing, helpful thing for entrepreneurs is we started as a partnership and there's nothing wrong with parting, Mm -hmm. you know, on the right time, good terms, don't keep forcing stuff, you know, and, in a business relationship where there's yeah. just different goals and ends in mind. So he wanted a lot more freedom of what he was doing. And so, you know, I bought out, bought out his half of the company okay. and um, we work together still. Like he's still a nerd when I need a nerd and <laughs> I still get to to build websites. But, but we had also started something that birthed launch kits, which was like, man, we've built a ton of websites you know, every time I build a financial advisor's website or a home services website, there's patterns here. Like there's similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What if we actually made really smart, like kind of frameworks, templates based yeah. on these similarities we know customers look for, and then we can just offer them way less because sure. we're starting at a 50 yard line instead of on a whiteboard from scratch. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So okay. that concept is, was the, the birthing of launch kits. Um, Got it. And a, really a whole different way to do business for us. Well, I'll interview Adam next to get his side of things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just exactly. kidding. But okay. So that's really cool. So you bought him out. Um, now, I mean, you know, previously you'd been struggling financially. I mean, in, in yeah. prior years. So how were you able to buy him out? How did, I mean, just how did, how'd you make that work? Yeah. I mean, again, when I even posed the, the, um, idea, I wasn't even Mm -hmm. sure I went home the next day and called like, how does it even work? Like, how do you get a loan? How do you do all this? Um, but those first three, four years of Sparrow had been really Mm -hmm. good. Um, you know, revenue. Mm -hmm. In fact, we had a full-time, again, when I say business totally shifted, it really totally shifted. Like Mm. traditional Sparrow, traditional agency, full-time salesperson going out, commission-based, getting sales leads. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were on podcasts back then about how fast we were growing as a Mm -hmm. a startup web design company because we were charging less, but just the way we were able to close. Anyway, it was just, we had a pretty streamlined process. So, you know, financially we were, like I had, Four years after leaving that job and falling flat with 24,004 kids, I now had a fifth kid, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really know exactly at the time what my income was, maybe, uh, I will say three times that, I don't know, 75,000, okay. maybe dollars, like, sure. but I could pay bills, didn't have to yeah. worry about it. Um, and that was a blessing. So yeah, it was a matter of figuring out how do I get a loan? Mm-hmm. How do we gotcha. value this business? Um, yeah. Does the bank want to do that based on, yeah, you got to put some personal skin in the game there. That, sure. was, that was definitely a new, even for my wife to say, like, again, think of the perspective, right? Like you've been bouncing around a while, all different kind of things. You've only been mm-hmm. doing this for like three, four years. Do you want to do it all in? And here was the defining conversation. I can remember exactly mm-hmm. where I was on my porch. My wife, man, wives say wise things. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, you got to listen to your wife sometimes. <laughs> God told me or husbands once, or husbands. Sorry. Apologize. Yep, <laughs> I didn't mean to, talking to a, a man. So apologize. Um, but your spouse yes. is able to see your blind spots in perspectives and things you literally don't see every day, like this is physically. True. So yeah. isn't it true? Like from a business acumen or strength side. So my wife says to me, Justin, look, I don't think you could build this car from scratch. But I do believe that you can keep the oil changed and keep it on the road. So hmm. I like approve and I think we should move forward with taking this next leap of faith. Hmm. And that really was true. Like I needed sort of Adam, the mechanic to help me like mm-hmm. build this thing. Yeah. Um, so that's where sort of we had some confidence of like, all right, I can keep this on the you road. Can I this. can change the oil and <laughs> put put the gas in. So but, and conversely, did Adam maybe not need your skill set as much anymore as well for, for what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted to nerd out on data details yeah. and strategy and gotcha. kind of building and launching where, where, I, like I told you at the beginning, I'm not a big project manager, man. Like mm-hmm. if I can find out how, how to build and launch you in like a yeah. week or two, <laughs> we're going to have a great relationship. 
Got it. So what does your business look like today? Not so much the actual, you know, services that you provide yet, but, but what, how many, what's your team look like? Just what's the overview of your, your uh, uh, peek behind the curtains uh, sure. w- with your business? Yep. So launch kits, we've got nine people here, including myself. Um, half of those people are full-time, um, a couple of them are part-time and a couple of them are mm-hmm. contract, uh, mm-hmm. employees. We're all, uh, live here in Pennsylvania, uh, mm-hmm. all in the United States, built, served, supported here, all in Pennsylvania. And, nice. um, yeah, we've got some developers, full-time writers, designers, uh, yeah. support team. Yep. Awesome. What's, uh, what's the future of the, of your business look like? You know, we want to keep shaking up how people get online um, Mm -hmm. from a financial perspective. Like I think entrepreneurs should be able to get online with something that helps them be found for less than a thousand bucks all day long. I don't think they should pay arm and legs for support and updates and all that. I I can't stand. That's a nice way to say I can't (laughs) stand the agency model of like Mm -hmm. charging per hour. Uh, you know, per mm-hmm. request, a minimum time per task, like all that stuff. I just feel mm-hmm. like entrepreneurs deserve better. Um, <laughs> and it. getting from from where we were to there was mm-hmm. in itself a di- like when we started launch kits. When mm-hmm. we started, um, yeah, it was just like a flat fee service and flat fee yeah. support. It like really low service fees was mm-hmm. like, wait, how do we do this? How do we create a monthly recurring revenue that supports mm-hmm. employees? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and allows you to buy those Starbucks gift cards to thank them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so our, our big thing now is like, we have a really well oiled machine of both researching and designing smart templates, getting people from like the, the constant feedback we get. If you, when I said we're the most reviewed or um, mm-hmm. highest rated web design company in the country, if you read the reviews, people are like, you made this so easy. I thought this was going to take hours. I don't even have to like, I had to talk to you like twice and you guys nailed it. Like, yeah, I just, I just love being able to impact somebody by getting them in front of potential customers. Yeah. And I didn't make them pull a 401k. Right. Withdrawal. Well, that's the thing. And most entrepreneurs don't want, you know, I deal with a lot of different systems in my mortgage note business and different software and different things. It's like, and it, could I learn this other system? Yes, yeah, I probably right. could, you know, right. But I don't, I don't want to become an expert in building a website. I mean, it's just not, I mean, so, you know, most entrepreneurs are very busy and they just, they just, you know, they just want it done <laughs> and you guys know yeah. how to deliver. So that's great. Um, well, yeah, we tell ahead. people if we're not, we tell people if like, Hey, we don't do that. Or yeah, you've got an uphill battle here that you can't climb with just a website. You got to be able to throw paid ad money and sure. do that. And a, I just don't think you should do that unless you're in it for a long <laughs> haul. You know, so we yeah. try and be just really honest because it's it's about helping that person, not about closing mm-hmm. a lead. That's sure. a really different mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, focus is on them, not on you, <laughs> right? It's a, it's on adding yeah. value to someone else. All right. So I've got some uh, rapid fire questions here for you. What's one thing that people misunderstand about you? Mm. Uh, I'm not really, uh, um, I'm not as, uh, what's the word? ADD as I might think. I just care about a lot of different things. Mm. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm passionate about the city I live in. I'm passionate about entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm passionate about my journey to freedom, but uh, that doesn't mean I'm not fully into whatever I'm into at the moment. Got it. Makes sense. Um, we may have touched on this already, but what's one of your biggest failures or regrets? Something you'd like a do over on if you, if you could. Hmm. Do over, man. I, I wish I was a better husband from day one. That relationship is, is golden. So taking care of the person that you're entrusted to live life with is a big deal. Love it. If you could give your 18 year old self some advice, what would it be? <laughs> oh my. Uh, you don't have to all, have it all figured out when you, when you go to, when you leave that high school stage or whatever, you know, yeah. be, be cool with the ups and downs and the roles. Like just enjoy the journey while you're on the journey. 
don't stress about the 20 year plan. Awesome. So other than Calvin Coolidge, who, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Oh man, it would be Coolidge. <laughs> um, outside of Coolidge, you know, George Washington Carver, I read his book. I remember his, his story and nice smart dude. Cool. If dude. you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? Somebody just wrote you a check. Ooh. Um, I would help the town I'm in elevate its people and its places. Um, I'd also probably give half of it to uh, some of the organizations that helped me learn what it was like to live free. So what what would those be? What, what, what's uh, that look proven like? Men, oh, are we like literally organizations? Yeah. Uh, proven men or proven ministries is what they're they're called now. Is okay. a, just a tremendous help. Um, you know, for 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 the finale. I mean, I spent 20 years in addiction to pornography, and oh, wow. um, it's just like heroin. Um, mm. And depending who you talk to, they think that addiction's a permanent plague mm. on your life. And uh, mm. the truth is, it's not. You can reset your mind, reset your heart, and uh, experience freedom no matter what it is. So. Yeah, that's I was awesome. very blessed by a lot of people that shared truth. Oh, thank you for sharing. That's probably yeah. not easy to be vulnerable about that, but I appreciate it. And I, I know our listener, I'm sure that will resonate with some some listeners. Um, if you had to write a book this year, what would you write about? Mm. Uh, maybe I'd finish the the book that I started on said topic, which uh, I've titled Surprised by Freedom. Um, hmm. I think a lot of people plan to live their lives managing struggles um, with like a victory mindset, right? That I just need to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. I'm once mm-hmm. an addict, always an addict. And uh, I just firmly believe that is not what we uh, have as hope. Hope is that there's freedom, which is the death of a struggle where, you know, I'll, and not to like sidetrack the end of thing, yeah. but like I think of it this way. Some people grow up like in their teens, you know, like cursing like a sailor and all this stuff. But you ask the 30 and 40 year old version of that person, hey man, do you struggle like still cursing like a sailor? Like, oh no, no, man. I mean, that was my that was in my younger days. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can go from something that you lived every day then and just mm-hmm. be not even thinking about it now, why isn't mm-hmm. that true of other sort mm-hmm. of struggles that the humans go through? And so I just believe yeah. that I was surprised by freedom. I didn't expect to be able to to live so, a life I'm living now. So what is the key to, is there a key or what's the the main principle? Is it, is it about letting go and surrendering or how do you, how do you uh, move past that addiction? I believe, I mean, well, I don't know how I can do that answer in, in 10 seconds, but <laughs> I think we have to address pride and the role that pride plays. And I think we have to be willing to repent uh, because we understand not just because we're afraid of consequences, but because we have an understanding of the the actual sort of depravity of that thing mm. uh, and Got be it. willing to part ways. Yeah, I think there's a, we could do a whole episode on that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot there. So um, back to your business before we wrap up here, what's one thing that you're, that's a challenge right now that you're working through? Hmm. Um, the challenge is, continuing to provide like service over the moon. Like, mm. you know, when you, now that we've got over 700 people, it's like, how do I make sure that everybody that needs help is getting it quickly mm. and not just check off the list, but like, wow. You know, how do we keep doing that? Well, sure. I know you guys are always very responsive with us, so I can, vouch as a client uh, um we're we're very satisfied so um what's a one thing uh in your field of expertise that uh most don't agree with you about a position that you hold that's different within your uh your arena um i think launching fast is better than launching perfect Mm, so that's really good um I think I just saw, I was just seeing that like uh, Elon Musk launched his SpaceX powerful rocket. And I think it, whether it's supposed to or not, or whatever, I just saw like it blew up halfway through. And like, but when you're launching online, uh, the thing is, 
I've seen so many people in my previous experiences, he launched four to six months later because everyone's arguing about what it should say on the about page or how do we say the service? And like, you just lost four to six months of indexing (laughs) with Google. So launch, launching quick is launching perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's perfection is the enemy of progress or something like that. So there you go. Um, awesome. What is, uh, a book or two that you'd recommend for my listener could be a personal or business related book. I, I mean, I really like Jim Collins. Good to great. I've read a couple of times. It's just good inspiration um, from a business side of things. Um, I am uh, again, personal huge book is finally free. Great book. Just about the journey of freeing yourself from vices. Um, Another book. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a, it's, it's on my bookshelf. It's, uh, oh man. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big John Eldridge fan. If, if anyone knows John Eldridge, like, wow, the okay. heart. There's some good, good content yeah. he's written about just living awesome. his whole life. So describe for us the, uh, you, you work with different business owners and entrepreneurs. What's your typical avatar look like? Who do you serve in the business world? And, and, um, what, what do you offer specifically? Sure. It's usually entrepreneurs uh, kicking off or existing small business owners. And so we don't really have a niche, niche, um, you Mm know, home service uh, providers are big. Obviously, they need to be found locally and online. Mm -hmm. Um, We study six different verticals pretty carefully to to bring smart products to market for them, Mm -hmm. you know, so like. um, But what we offer them is, again, like we can flip their old website or we can get them live with a, with a new website mm-hmm. um, in five days and set up all their Google profiles. But the, but the big thing is providing unlimited ongoing support. So like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, like anything, you, you can't just put it up and ex- yeah. expect it to withstand the weather. Right. Uh, you kind of have to maintain. So sure. our big thing is like, we never, you, you know, you pay an ongoing small fee mm-hmm. for like hosting and support and all that. But, we're never going to send you another bill, another invoice. Like mm-hmm. we just help. We just we train yeah. you, we teach you, we support you. And that's kind of what we want to do well. Awesome. So Justin, where can our listeners find you online? Yeah, you launchkits.com. Um, you can find us on all the popular media channels. If you look up launch kits, you might have to look up Sparrow <laughs> websites. We've, we've been working on getting the brand all switched, but <laughs> Yeah, you'll find us online. Hey, if you if you don't find us online, then that's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We'll have to find you guys a, a company to build your website. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's right. So um awesome. What what have we not talked about that you want to throw out there? I don't know. I um just for your listeners, just understand that I mean, my two cents is that abundance isn't about, you know, seven figures and and that. I mm-hmm. mean we're excited to have crossed some of those boundaries mm-hmm. as a company. Um, but I promise you that every person that, well, let's say this way, there's nobody in this world that will say uh, that the money has made them happy. Is there an element of security? Yes. If you ask my wife, it's nice mm-hmm. to know that mortgage is going to get paid this month. Sure. But abundance is to me about living the a more whole um, free life, mm-hmm. uh, that d- you get when you're serving again, those you love and the community that you've been placed in. I think that's when we, we really feel satisfied at the end of the night, not because we look on our app and see how much is in the bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I do think money is important and that, you know, stewardship of money is it's 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 a real thing it's not something to ignore and and not um not acknowledge and yeah, i think there's it's it's worth pursuing um but it, it's not only about money and um you know you can certainly make arguably a bigger impact if you have more money right um but at the end of the day it's not just about stockpiling a bunch of cash um it's it's bigger than that it's bigger than I, th- I think that's been a theme of this episode is taking the focus off of yourself and looking toward others to serve your clients, your family, your community, um, and kind of lifting 
lifting everyone up as you as you grow in your own abundance. So, um, man, Justin, we've covered a lot of, a lot of ground here. Um, you uh, you know just the difficulties at your birth and then your addiction you you spoke about and then um you know the financial struggles the ups and downs and kind of when to when to leave your w2 when to go back to a w2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. business partnerships and and how to approach that and um man this has been awesome so justin rule launch kits i really appreciate you uh taking the time man this has been great appreciate you jamie thanks for doing this for your listeners to learn and yeah hope that you have a, a continued rest of your day going well man Awesome. Thanks. And to the listener out there, we appreciate you spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Don't forget to check out the our new website, Adversity to Abundance. And that's the number two, adversitytoabundance.com. Sorry, you didn't create that one, Justin. We'll have to talk, talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Oh, that's great. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.